Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Rebel Talk. I'm your host, Kayla Fossey, joined by... Defenseman number 28, Sean Plonsky. Forward number 9, Brendan Manning. Um, so to get started with this episode, Manning, you're from Florida. Can you kind of talk about what it's like growing up playing hockey there and then coming and playing here? I was born in Miami, Florida. Um, you know, all my, my mom's entire side of the family was there. And then my dad is actually from upstate New York in Genesee, New York area. So we actually moved to New York after not too long. And that's kind of exposed hockey to me. You know, growing up in Miami, I played like a little bit of hockey. That's where I learned to skate. And then when I made the transition into New York, that's when kind of hockey really kicked into gear. And I started playing like travel hockey and, and it kind of just took off. And then what made the two of you decide to come to UNLV to play hockey? For me, I uh, I knew I wanted to play in the ACHA after playing juniors. I didn't know where, though. I threw some resume, or, uh, applications out to like ASU, Alabama, UNLV. Just kind of wanted to see what the coaches would say back. And the UNLV, or, uh, Greener and Raboni, they got back to me right away. They were super interested. They wanted me to come out and look around. So they just were extremely hospitable and made it an easy process. And it does it helps that UNLV's got a beautiful campus and we have a great hockey facility as well. So it worked out pretty good. I mean, for me, it kind of just got exposed, the ACHA, through my brother actually he played hockey at Niagara University and then from there I kind of went to his game saw what the competition was like and then you know it kind of just exposed me to the entire world of DACHA and then honestly I never really looked into it for too long until about my second year of juniors I was able to talk to Coach Greener and you know that's when it became a thing but before that I was just looking at NCAA programs and I, you know I wasn't too familiar with it other than my brother but then I you know saw the competition that UNLV was playing and you know the kind of level of hockey that they had so that kind of exposed me to UNLV and then you know the school itself was a huge selling point because I wanted to go to a school that obviously had warm weather for a lot of people. I'm a warm weather guy and then also, you know, the school is a kind of school that if hockey wasn't a thing, I think I would still go here, which is kind of how I wanted to make my decision on where I wanted to play hockey, is if I had to rule out hockey completely, would I still want to go to that school? And, you know, for me, this is a school that I definitely would go to. And I just want to throw in, it helped that I had an older brother. He's three years older than me and so he kind of had to go through the whole choosing where to go to school process. And he chose to go to an NCAA D3 school called Becker College. It's like a small school in Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right and so just hearing like his experience going through the ncaa d3 like experience i was like yeah i don't know if i kind of want to do that i want like a big school i want a lot of people a lot going on so that's kind of how i i knew i wanted to play in the acha and both of you guys have been a part of the rebels for years can you talk about what it was like to play on the team like pre-covid versus now yeah, I mean, for, um, <laughs> for me, it's obviously, like, I've only been here for about three years. Sean's been here for about 12. Um, but I'm getting honestly, my master's. Like, yeah. <laughs> Pre-COVID was, it was awesome. I mean, my freshman year was such a good time. I, got, I met some of my best friends. And, um, you know, obviously that year was a lot different than how, you know, it turned out this year. You know, we're unbelievable this year. And the talent level is crazy. I mean, probably one of the best teams I've ever played on. But yeah, I mean, it's just so different. Every Everything that I've learned from my freshman year until now, you know, I've had to apply and everything. But it's just crazy because like, I think about my freshman year and I think about like how new it was to me. And now I'm like, I feel like I have to like teach what I've learned to those freshmen that are coming in. And it's just obviously the tables have turned yeah. out. Yo, so take this in. The year before COVID, we went on a nine game losing streak. So that's the difference. We were on a nine game losing streak. Now this season, we were on a 16 game heater. So I was actually thinking about that. huge difference. U of, a, U of A, I remember being in the locker room. It was like our ninth loss. And I like looked around the room and I was like, like what are we doing? Damn, like, this is what are we doing? And then this year we were at U of A. And I like looked around the locker 
this is like this is awesome yeah like just the mindset going to the rink on going through like those two experiences is so different like when we're on the nine game losing streak i would show up to the rink and i'd be like all right it was like how are we gonna blow this game tonight and then you get in the game and you're just thinking about it and then once the other team scores that first goal you're like all right it's over like that's it <laughs> here we go again but this year it's like once we get in the rink we're like all right we're gonna win this game regardless if we get down one goal two goals doesn't matter we're gonna yeah, find honestly, a way the biggest difference is just the mentality like of all the guys it was just it's like a our coaches always like preach the whole swagger thing and i know it sounds like cliche but it honestly is like exactly what it is it's swagger and like guys would just show up to the rink and it was like this cocky mentality of just like knowing we were gonna win and i felt like that's the biggest difference to our freshman years like we just knew we were gonna lose <laughs> like honestly like, yeah when it was that, tough when that nine heater <clears throat> i'm sorry the nine game losing streak started it was like game six game seven game eight it was like almost like you knew we were gonna lose yeah you kind of just show up to the rink and you're just like i don't know just felt like you're going through the motions yeah. it was weird it was fun no, this year's like, been amazing yeah when you guys were on that 16 game winning streak do you think other teams were going into the rink thinking the same thing that they were bound to lose that game because you guys were doing so good yeah definitely <laughs> i think yeah teams teams know when you have that that confidence for sure but at the same time i know they probably had that thought like oh we should we got to break their streak we're going to be the ones to beat them yeah i think every single team that we play like teams come in knowing like if they're not gonna win this game like they know that at least like we're gonna be coming with 100 percent every single night and like they typically will like have to have their best game they've had all year in order to beat us and like whether that's a top five team we're talking about or a, you know a team that's not even ranked like they're gonna have to give it their very best in order to beat us and i feel like that's such a good feeling being the team that everybody's trying to beat but it's also a standard that you got to hold yourself to and like you have to bring that every single night or you can fall to a team like you know asu yeah it just takes one little one little yeah mental mistake and then you know but that's right, it's hockey. It's all fun. And then, Sean, your freshman year happened to be the same year that the Golden Knights came out here and had oh, their first yeah. season out here. What was it like oh to God, be playing college hockey? and <laughs> First year was like 90, 93. <laughs> yeah. What was that experience like, just seeing hockey kind of explode in the desert while you chose to come out here and play? Oh, it was great. It was great for me, honestly, because before coming to UNLV and playing here, like all the junior leagues I played in, I, we had zero fans. No one would ever come and watch except like my parents. So shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> and so I didn't know what to expect coming to UNLV either. But uh, when I got here and then the Golden Knights started up and they turned out to be like a wagon of a team and after just doing really well. And then it, luckily, the UNLV team at the time, although we were a bunch of knuckleheads, we were actually pretty good and so we were winning as well and we got a lot of fans and so that's when i was like yo this is crazy like i've never played in these all these people are here to watch me on the team like play like watch our team play not root against my team like <laughs> usual so i don't know just coming here and having the golden knights bring that uh, extra energy to the hockey community in vegas has been unreal in this past weekend against gcu the first game was a greek life night did that the arena was packed with fans for that one what was that what you guys were anticipating coming back yeah honestly being on the road for so long i feel like the fans here get a little anxious or a little like restless wanting us to be back playing at the home barn so it was nice to have the greek life come out and support us and they always show out when we uh, host an event with them and they're a big part of our uh, unlv hockey community for sure yeah, I, I think this was actually the first year that we've ever done the whole Greek thing, at least my, my time here. I don't know if we've ever done it in the past, but I think it was such a cool turnout, and I feel like it was such a good idea because our school doesn't give enough exposure to our program, and, like, that's such a unique way of doing it because our Greek life here, like, we're friends with a lot of them, and it just seems like we have to do our effort to get them there and, like, just through word of mouth and stuff, and that was, like, the best way of doing it was just kind of collaborating with them. 
and bringing um, you know a little selling point to them to come. And also, like I feel like everybody has such a good time when they're there. You know, as fans, everybody I've talked to says how much they lo love the games and how you know entertaining they are. So I honestly just think we need to do more things like that as a program. You know, to involve other other clubs and organizations at the school to get them there because I feel like so many people don't really know about it, and when they do, they're obsessed with it because they have such a good time. Yeah, and, and as a team, I think we feed off the fans' energy. So like when the crowds go nuts, that oh yeah, that fires us up and gets us going. And so you know we have a pretty good home record of you know winning at City National, and that has a big contribution to the fans getting us fired up. Our fans mean literally everything to us. They mean literally everything to us. It, it, like I don't think people realize how much of an effect that they have is for the players. Like when I remember that first Greek night game. Who did we play? Utah. Yeah, Utah. I think so. Yeah, Utah. That was the biggest crowd we've ever had at City National, and in like, I mean, we played pretty well that game, but it it was just like the environment made us as players like so motivated, and it was like that Liberty game. Like, obviously, you know, we were on the other end. Yeah, so, that, that was, was unreal. Same. It was probably one of the best games we've played all year, and that wasn't even our crowd. It was just like the environment in that arena was insane, and we we as players like build off of that, and like. We just owe so much to them because they're so good to us and like every single time we have a home game it's like you can expect so many people there yeah i think the coolest part about our crowd is like the dynamic we have because we get the college students but we also have a lot of just local like las vegas residents who like to come out and support us so i think that's just that's really cool to have a, like a, a mix of both as someone who was in the stands during the greek life games there's you cannot walk on the sides especially at the top of the stands you cannot walk through there it is packed yeah that was like my freshman year when we first started out because everyone was kind of still like oh what's you gonna be as a hockey team now blah 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 yeah. whatever first couple game home games we had it was like standing room only like all the way wrapped around both backs of the boards yeah. stands completely full and that was when the rink had no like golden knight stuff in it yet because yeah. they had just finished building it It was all gray paint just gray everywhere all we had was the rink and the bleachers and the people still packed it and so that's when i knew i made the right choice going to unlv okay when was your first unlv hockey game your first experience this season this year? Yeah. jeez i was so excited to cover you guys last season coming in as a freshman and then the season got canceled yeah. and i was so upset about it but i covered I, I wrote an article about that one too just to kind of get exposed with the team and stuff but yeah my first one was this year and it was insane i've always been like intrigued to see what it's like from like a fan's point of view to see like what the you know the transition and the timeline has been like for like coming to the games and obviously like for his players We've seen it, you know, grow so much. But I wonder, like, as fans, like, if you've ever been like, holy shit, like, I came here two years ago and there was, like, no one here. And now it's like, I can't even walk. I mean, I've seen it grow just from the season. Yeah. Like, I can say from the beginning of the season to now, there's so much more people who show up. Or the ASU series, that was a crazy series. I went to that one as a fan and was just cheering the entire time. But the amount of people that were in there for ASU was crazy. I had never seen it that packed before. Yeah, that's cool. I feel like when we play those teams that are somewhat close to us, they can also bring in some of their, their home crowd. So I think that adds a nice little dynamic to it. It fills up the barn for sure. Also, we travel pretty well as a program, like with, with fans. Kind of weird, like when we go to like. Like at the also at the Chicago tournament, yeah, we had like a good amount of fans there. Surprisingly, yeah, that was funny. Not, honestly, that Chicago tournament, like most of the teams that were there weren't obviously from Chicago, so like you pretty much get to see what fans bring the most. I'm sorry, what teams bring the most fans? And we were probably number one to be honest. Shout out to all the friends and family. Um, these last two road series against Liberty and ASU were a little rough for you guys. You guys split both of those series, and then you came back and played at home and swept GCU. What did that feel like? 
Honestly, like the Liberty, hmm. series, <laughs> the Liberty series, I'm more proud of than the sweep we just had with GCU. Um, yeah, 100%. I think that first loss was inevitable with Liberty just because I felt like it, that loss had to come at some point. You know, obviously on a 16 game win streak like everybody was kind of wondering all right when are we gonna lose like i honestly wanted to get it out of our systems before nationals because i feel like going all the way into nationals just completely undefeated would have been like a really scary thing to live up to so i knew like that was a game if we were gonna lose at least we lost that one but the gcu one i i really obviously we come out with two wins which is important but in my opinion like those two wins weren't good enough we didn't play to our level and at this point in the season, it's so important to be uh, to be playing our absolute best because this is crunch time. And um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I'm not proud of us for you know coming out with the two wins and the way we played, but I just feel like we've set a standard for ourselves that we have to kind of live up to now. And I think that we didn't do that this past weekend. Yeah, I agree. The weekend sweep against GCU is great, and all the wins are awesome, but I would have liked to have won the games in a better way. I think we just kind of managed to win, but that's all right. We just got to refocus for Nationals, and I think the the weekend against Liberty was huge for us. It's just another example of us being able to go into a hostile environment and muck out some points. So even though I don't think we played our best this last weekend, I'm excited for the future going into Nationals, and I know that we're going to put in a lot of work these next couple weeks, so I'm looking forward to it. And honestly, it does sound a little bit crazy to like say like that we're not really happy with the way that we just play this weekend coming out with two wins but like it's just kind of like that mentality of like that's what really good teams do and they're like really good hockey players or even just athletes in general like the ones that are the best like aren't even okay with a win if they didn't play their absolute best yeah that's what we have to do like if we want to be a national like championship team we have to be you know holding ourselves to the standard of like we might have won that game but like did we win it to our absolute best like did we play every single minute of that game the way that we're supposed to honestly this past weekend we didn't and i feel like we need to start to like tell ourselves like okay we won but was that our very best did we give everything we could have you know yeah and i think that's that's the culture we're trying to build at unlv is just being consistently dominant regardless of if we're playing a top four team or a team that's not even ranked we got to play the exact same way every single night foot on the pedal consistent and that's the culture we want the championship culture we're trying to build and heading into the third period of game two against grand canyon you guys have started to kind of play up at your level once again what kind of shifted for you guys going into that period I just think the boys, we all, we're all like pretty good hockey players. We all have an understanding of how the game goes. And I think after that period, we all realized that although we were, we were still in the game doing all right, we weren't playing as like how we should. And I think we all just kind of realized it at the same time. And we put together a couple of really nice shifts there and put in a few goals. But and you can, that's how you can see when we put our, we play our actual game, how, how talented we are and how lethal we can be. So if we can just play that way for a full 60 minutes, every single game, unstoppable. Like, whenever, honestly, the games that we play full 60 minutes, like, I'm astonished. It's the most fun hockey I've ever played, honestly. <laughs> Everyone's doing the little things right. Everyone's just having a good time, just winning games, so. Going into this bye week, how important is it for you guys with Nationals right around the corner? Honestly, it's so important, it's not even funny. I do think that, like, these off weekends, I think as a player and even as a coach, I think it's not just, like, a time to, like, you know, put off hockey and just not really think about anything. You know, I think that it should be used as a time to like really think about, you know, what you did that last week and what we need to do moving forward. And obviously, you know, use the time to rest, recover, but also it's like the time to allow you to actually think about like what the future is gonna hold for us as a team and like what you can do better. You know, that's one of the things that I've tried to like realize this past year is like we've had the opportunity to have a couple off weekends and I wanted to use that time to like actually think about like, okay, what's that next game that we have coming up? And then use that time to actually like think about 
what you can do to like win that game, what you did last weekend that you want to fix. And like, honestly, I think everybody can do that. I think as a coach, like you can figure out like what systems we implemented that maybe we can change, you know, what systems we need to add playing that next opponent. So I think it's honestly just using that time the right way and not just thinking like, oh, okay, I have this time off, no hockey. You know, I'm going to go and lay by the pool more than that. And I think that everybody just kind of needs to do their part to figure out how we can win that next weekend. For me, being uh, one of the dinosaurs on the team, I look at off weekends slightly different. But one one reason, one way I look at it is like I can go super extra hard in practice during the week because then I know I can just chill on the weekend so I, I can get a nice bag in and practice. And then secondly, being that I'm nice and old, honestly, I get I get banged up pretty easily nowadays. So an off weekend is good for me to recover. Like even after this GCU weekend, I got a lot, handful of bumps and bruises. I need to take care of so this so off funny. weekend will be nice i, I typically like, honestly two years ago i would have laughed at what he just said like, like <laughs> ridiculous i'm 22 now and when i came in i was 19 young boss to like look at the guys 19 yeah, what are you 19. doing I jesus when i came in laughing at the guys that were like 24 25 because they would complain about being it's disrespectful like, oh my god just stop i was like you guys are ridiculous and now i'm like 22 and i already feel that way and i'm like these guys were not lying like after after that liberty weekend we were on the plane oh. And I was literally like, I couldn't even talk. I was so bothered by my like shoulder, my hips, my ankle. I was You're like, just so tired. Um, every part of me, I was like, I just want to lay in bed for the next 48 hours and not talk to anyone. Yeah, yeah, welcome, dude. <laughs> You guys take some pretty hard hits out there. I was getting bundied this last weekend for no, <laughs> I don't know why. Those guys, they had some big boys out there. And that's another thing too, is like when you play this league, I would say the top 10 teams, you know, you see so much skill and so much speed. And then like, as you kind of go up in the rankings, or I should say down in the rankings, you see those teams that are like, aren't even ranked. Most of them are out there just to take your head off. Like. That's that's what top honestly top those top four games are less physical than yeah. when you're playing those Absolutely. bottom teams that are just trying to grind one out. Yeah. They have to do everything they can to get a, like get the puck, so they they'll do anything. First Liberty game, you guys only had one penalty, and it was on Alec for tripping. With the first that, game, we only had one like, penalty in Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. In Chicago, there was no penalties on you guys at all. Yeah, that was good. I think yeah, that's another thing. It was in long... Chicago, there was no penalties. No penalties except for one. You can and see how Alec when we do get into those penalty troubles, <laughs> penalties are bad. No, but I can't even say anything because I got kicked out of the first. My bad, rookie mistake. That's my bad. That's how you. That's how good they are at getting. <laughs> that's how good they are at getting under your skin, man. They got me all fired up. If you can get under Sean Plotsky's skin, you're doing something right. Yeah. If you can get me kicked out of the game, kudos yeah, if to you. you. Get this guy to spear you. You're clearly in I don't know. There's no video of it, so I don't know. It's all. It's all hearsay. You're a senior on the team. What mm -hmm. are the emotions like going into the end of the season? Um, the emotions are very emotional. That's what I would say. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I'm definitely excited because I'm trying to not think about that that one thing like not have, getting to play anymore for you know ever. But I try not to think about that. I'm just trying to think about nationals and making a serious run and just playing my best hockey right now, like best hockey I've ever played in my life right now. And then I'll save all the crying and stuff for after we win the championship. <laughs> Honestly, I think most of your crying is going to be because you're going to have to start paying for your own health insurance. No, oh, I know. My, oh. And my auto insurance and all that good stuff. The real world's just going to come coming for me. Yeah, that's probably what I'm going to be crying about. Not even that I can't play hockey, so that I have to be a full-on adult. Like, all right, we won the chip. Now I got to go find a house to live in. Um, when you each look at your guys' games, what's something that you guys have improved on from the beginning of the season to now? For me, uh, personally, I would say that it's just like defensive zone and penalty kill. Uh, growing up, I was honestly always a power play guy. Um, a guy that was kind of like used in that setting a little bit more and then recently I've become a PK specialist I guess but I've had to make that transition and understand like kind of how that role works which is obviously new to me and I think I've taken it on pretty well you know I've done a pretty good job our, our penalty kills 
incredible. And I don't mean that like because I'm on it. I just mean it, like it's because I'm on it. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Probably our most lethal weapon on the penalty kill is Sean. That kid can block literally anything. But actually, though, like our penalty kill is incredible, and it's probably our biggest asset when it comes to our team right now. But I've had to take that role on, and that you know that develop and transition was not easy for me. But you know, I took it in, and I've made the transition. I honestly really enjoy it now, which is really weird how that works. Because if you would have told me I had to be on penalty kill like my freshman year. Or even before coming to college, I would have been like, that's not <laughs> I've made the transition. I actually kind of really like it. So what about you, Sean? There's always a Swiss Army knife over here. You can play any position. No, I just feel like this year, this season, I've been better at just, I don't know, making passes, I'd say. Just actually playing with my head up. <laughs> I know that's a lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of spearing. I've been working on my spearing in the off season. It's going well, obviously. No, I'm just kidding. But I know for some guys on our team, they're obviously extremely talented. And, you know, hockey comes a little easier to them. But for me, I'm a little bit more of a grinder guy. I kind of just muck it through. But this season, I've felt a lot more comfortable, like, handling the puck and just dishing it around and just trying to make the smart plays. I will say, though, like, not to pump your tires at all, but being on the ice with you, like, as a penalty kill guy, being a forward, like you honestly feel more comfortable when he's on the ice because like he can kind of like help out with those mistakes that you might make because you know he's behind you and like it sounds like funny and all but like actually though, like, it builds a lot of confidence in you when you're on the ice because you know like if I let up this mistake right now and like you know I pinch this guy and then he goes past me you know that Sean's behind you you actually feel kind of good as a forward like knowing that because he's probably one of our best if not the best stay-at-home defenseman we have and honestly it's like such a comforting feeling when you're on the ice as a forward knowing that like He's out there. My <laughs> ego is filling the room right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, though. Like, you honestly feel really comforting when you're on the ice with him just because, like, he's such a good defenseman and, like, you can take any one, you know, two-on-one, one-on-one. And honestly, it, it usually turns out pretty well for us. I appreciate that and that's that's part of my game that I've really wanted to focus on ever since I got to UNLV like when I first got here I was like oh it's ACHA like who knows maybe I'll be like goal scorer guy power play guy I don't know and then I got here and I saw the recruiting class and these couple like guys one one of the D guys was from the BCHL the AJHL like all these sick leagues and I was like wait a minute <laughs> I might be struggling to get in the lineup here <laughs> so I was like well if I'm not going to be the guy to Gino I'm just going to do everything to do anything everything to not get scored on and so that's when I kind of earned a little bit of respect being like the shot blocker guy penalty kill guy never get scored on is so important and like this especially like when it comes to like a league like this because well as a top 10 team you get so many you know skill guys and so many guys from like great leagues and everything and oftentimes every single guy coming into your team is was considered a skill guy quote unquote in their junior league and honestly most of them are usually centermen too like i was a centerman i know probably all the wingers on our team were played center um you know in juniors and then they have to like learn their new position and honestly a lot of them have to learn a new role like same way i had to learn like how to do penalty kill and everything i also had to learn how to like play wing my freshman year and i had absolutely no idea what I was doing. No, oh, that makes at, sense. At all. And like that's that's so important what he's saying cuz like every guy has to like find a new role on the team or maybe just take one on that the coaches would like you to do. Even a lot of our forwards are playing def defense right yep. now. Shout out to Lenzen and Smitty cuz like 22. <laughs> Honestly, I for I always forget Beast Mode was a forward at first cuz yeah. he just he, he's been a defense for as long as I can remember now and he's he's, he's really insane. good at like, it. So you, you literally learn to have to learn an entire new position. It's like restarting hockey. It's not easy to do. Even just one little adjustment, like going from center to wing, like you got to learn com something completely different. Like your D zone, um, you know, uh, what was it, a role, I guess you could say. Yeah, your like positioning so and stuff. Different. So different. 
And that's so important is just like being willing to take on a new role. You know, Sean had to do it. I had to do it. So many guys had to do it. Yeah, I think that's why we're so successful this year is the, everyone that came in, like all the new guys, they were willing to find a role. Whatever role that they could fill, they filled it and they love it and they'll do whatever it takes to win a game for the boys. So I think I love it. Being on a team that good, like every guy that's recruited was the skill guy on their team. And then you come in and it's like you're no longer that skill guy. We have t 12 of them. You need to be like you know, a forward that's going to go out there and hit, forward that's going to go out there and just, like, get pucks deep. Just kind of how hockey is, and that's how championships are won, so you just have to embrace it. Um, last week we had Muzzy's game day routine article come out. <laughs> Do you guys have any game day routines? Yeah, I highlighted a few things that he did. I'm, <laughs> Muzzy is my roommate, one of my best friends, so I have to deal with that shithead all day long. <laughs> um, so I see his game day routine, and it, honestly, it's the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm nowhere near as bad as he is. If I had to worry about that much stuff, man, I would have oh, a panic attack every game. <laughs> Power to him for being able to do all that stuff. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, trust me, like it's it's so bad. I'll I'll tell you because I'm I'm his roommate, and honestly, a lot of the times I'm part of that routine. Like that he does this thing, like on the way to the game, we have to like tap our drinks, our coffees, like <laughs> under the tunnel at a specific time Jesus. on the way to the rink. He probably didn't say. There's so many more that he probably didn't even didn't. tell you guys. He mentioned he mentioned like the flashlight thing, right? Yeah. yeah he okay. Okay. That. Good. Okay. But the Chipotle thing, like I know he says like he has to go in at 12:30 or whatever. It is exactly 12:30. Will he stand outside? the door before yes. 12 30. oh my god the other, day, the other day he was the other day he was going to chipotle and he just happened to leave earlier than usual and he was in the parking lot at 11 45 that's oh he did not get out of the car for 30 minutes <laughs> he did not get out of the car for like 30 minutes or 45 minutes or something because he did not want to walk in until exactly 12 30. i love that dedication i was like dude you have serious issues <laughs> chipotle and get out like yeah just we'll just get it figured out after but, hockey you're good he's a great hockey player whatever but for me no i don't really have like a ridiculous routine like that i like to take a little snooze before that's really it yeah whether it's four hours or 20 minutes i'm napping that's really it and then i like to eat i don't really know what until the morning <laughs> of i'm not a freak about the whole thing but i do like to have my little thing before I, you know i go on the ice me and flanders have a handshake um i'm the last one on the ice second to last off the ice and those are just like typical normal hockey things like Honestly, a lot of the guys are usually like the, they leave to go on the ice at the, in the exact order every game. It's just like a thing that most hockey players do. And then also like the food for me, I can't eat anything like too heavy the night before. I don't know why, but I won't eat the next day. Like if I eat something super, super heavy the night before, I'm not eating breakfast and then that screws up what I'm eating before the game. And I'll eat some huge meal right before the game because then I'm all of a sudden hungry. So I have to eat like a normal person, like just something light the night before. So that's really it. I'm not a freak about it. Yeah, same for me. I, I like to keep it simple, like exactly how I play my game, you know, off the glass and out, all that good <laughs> stuff. I don't know. I, I, like, I don't like to play hungry, so I like to eat a lot of food before oh, games. Also, there's this really weird thing I do with Paxson. Paxson, Paxson and I have been like uh, locker room, like seat buddies since um, my freshman year. And we sit in the corner of the room and every single time that we come into the room after warmups, we have like this thing because I remember my freshman year, we said how bad our warmup was. Like we said like, oh my God, like I had the worst warmup today. Like, like the ice was so bad, I couldn't hit the net, I made no passes, whatever. And we had the best game we've ever had. 
So we just made this thing where we were like, after every single warm up, we come in and we just say, "Holy yeah. shit, that was the worst warm up we've ever had!" Like, we just everyone looks at us like we're the most negative like <laughs> in the world, and, but they don't realize like we're just doing it because we want to play like and have a good game. Yep. And it's just like a thing at this point. We'll walk in and be like, "Holy shit, that was the worst warm up I've ever had in my entire life!" And he's like, "Jesus, you looked so bad out there." And I'm like, "Yeah, I looked horrible." That was terrible. So you, it was so fun. No, that was, Paxton did that to me one time. We I come off of one of the warm ups and I was like, "Man, I felt so good during warm ups." He's like no you didn't no you didn't and i was like what do you mean he's like no dude we deal with every guy like even it's not just like each other in the corner like if i'm not there he'll still be doing it to somebody else because he wants to have a good game too so like it's just like a thing we both do now like even if he's not in the room i'm still like saying to everyone like that was the worst warm-up we've ever had oh my god we're gonna play so <laughs> we're gonna play so shit yeah but to get back to routines and our good buddy muzz some of my game day routines are because muzz forces me to do them because they're part of his routine so like i have to go out first like behind the goalie every time and he's if i'm late he's like where are you where are you bro why are you late and i'm like in warm-ups we have like this thing that we do with our sticks and like there's been times where like i forget and he gets so pissed off at me and like we stand at the blue line like notice it like next game like take a look at it like we literally stand with our hands like in the uh with our sticks in the air we like he's on he's by the bench and i'm by the glass on the opposite end of the ice and he like waves his stick to the left and i have to like try and like you know that thing that you do with your hands where it's like, I point this way and then try and like- <laughs> What are you guys doing, bro? <laughs> it's like we really have a game. Yeah, it's literally a game and whoever loses- No, like we have a hockey game. You guys are playing this shit all during warmups. <laughs> no, we have a really game before that game. But we literally like do this thing and then he, whoever loses has to like pass the guy the puck. It's like the most ridiculous thing in the world, but it's his routine and if I don't do it, he'll yell at me. Yeah, like he fried. literally gets all weird about it. And I'm like, dude, I don't even wanna deal with you right now. So I'm just gonna do it and get it over with. And then the second one is during, when we do the three line drill, where we have the three lines of the blue line and we shoot on the goalies i always have to go in front of muzzy and like if i'm not there he'll he won't go unless i go first i, I remember i was hurt against um minot in chicago i hurt my leg and i what this is allegedly ridiculous thing be <laughs> um and i was in the stands watching and i had like a cast on or whatever in the top of the stands and i'm like not really paying attention and i'm just like sitting at sitting at the top watching warm-ups or whatever and i'm like on my phone and i like lift my head up and Muzzy's at the center ice with his stick in the air, and I'm not on the ice, and he's doing it with me. Those he's, shots. He's like expecting me to do it with him, and I'm in the stands, and he like looks at me and he's like, "Ready?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, this kid is insane!" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm literally like a scratch in the stands right now with a cast on my boot, injured, and the kid's literally waving his stick in the air to like no one." People are like, "What is wrong?" This guy good. That's how that's how far he takes these things. It's insane. Uh, that's all right. I guess it's been working pretty good this year, so we'll take it. <laughs> Last little question for you guys. It's a fun one. Take it however you guys want to take it. Oh, yeah. What animal do you guys think you could take in a fight? What I could take, like, a small rabbit easily. I mean, <laughs> if we're just talking about animals we can beat up in a fight, I'll pick a small one. That'll be an easy dub. I mean, that's kind of mean, though. Rabbits are nice. I'll, like a, Maybe, like, a meaner, smaller animal. Like, I don't know, like a wolverine. But then again, that's kind of... I don't want to get hurt that bad. What one I could take in a fight? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't know, probably, uh, yeah, like a rabbit or something. But if I wanted to fight one, honestly, I think I've, it would actually be really fun to, like, fight a monkey. Like, You're fried. Be... They're <laughs> so <laughs> strong, dude. What are you talking about? Oh, not, not like... Oh, <laughs> not a gorilla. I mean, like, one of like those, a like... chimpanzee. Yeah, like no the, shot, dude. The little spider I'm pretty monkeys? sure they're, like, yeah, like one of those two like, times the strength of a insane, human being. But, like, I feel like it'd be so cool because they're, they're, like, they're out of control. I'm all set on that. Well, to climb the tree, just dive bomb you, bro. To just get killed? Win the fight? Absolutely not. I said it'd be fun. You're different, bro. Not a gorilla. 
Not a gorilla. It's just like, like one of those little, <laughs> like, oh, like, small Like a little, like, yeah, maybe like a little two-footer, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'll take him out. I'll go, I'll go him all day. <laughs> Before we sign off or anything like that, do you guys have any questions for me? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, my freshman year, uh-huh. I don't remember seeing, like, a ton of articles on the hockey team or, like, any... I don't think we had any relationship with, like, the journalism program. So, I just want to learn... I want to learn more about that development because I like it. <laughs> it's pretty cool to be Why in the paper and stuff. So I could have <laughs> used the clout, but it's it's good now. It's all good. I... Before... So, I just became sports editor this year. Before me was Alex Wright, and I believe he covered a couple of your guys' games. Nothing too, nothing like what I'm doing right now, but he did cover some of your guys' games. I just came to UNLV last year. You guys' season was canceled. Still covered it. Still wrote an article on it. But I am a huge hockey fan, so coming into UNLV, my biggest thing was covering hockey and wanting to cover you guys. You guys actually have a season this year, so I have been at every single game haven't missed a game and i have wrote an article for pretty much every single game that's that's why i wasn't here yeah, <laughs> pretty basically much. it started with one article and now it's a podcast so it's pretty cool now it's a podcast <laughs> yeah four years couple too late for me buddy but it's all good i joined when i was last year when your season got canceled i was like oh is anyone covering it and they were like no it's hockey like, Wait, we have like, a hockey team <laughs> i was like well can i cover it <laughs> That was I. That was the the first interview at UNLV that I just set up by myself, and I I did it. I set it up, but the whole interview was like a mess in of itself. And I accidentally said NFL instead of NHL. No shot. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, that's all right. Horrible. It's all right. Some growing pains. (laughs) (laughs) I would have walked out of the interview and say, "All right." I was so. It was, it was bad. I imme- the immediately notes. after the interview, I started texting my dad, and I was like, guess what I just did? Dad, don't watch that interview, please. <laughs> Second question, are you from Vegas? I am from Vegas. Okay, true. Born and raised. Do you find it weird hearing your voice? Yes. Oh, yeah. Am I, I gonna, hate it. Yeah, am I going to listen back to this and not actually want to listen to it because I sound the same? <laughs> I was so against podcasts, and I didn't want to oh, do I podcasts because I don't like hearing my own voice. Yeah. I was very strictly, I'm doing print. I don't want to do broadcast or like radio or anything like that. And then I got convinced or asked to do a podcast this semester. And I was like, only if it's hockey related. And they were like, okay, do whatever you want with it. And I was like, cool. And I talked to Greener and you guys were able to come on. And I was like, cool. Now I'm more comfortable yeah. doing this. <laughs> so many people find it so weird to hear their voice. Yeah, definitely. I know. I, I think I'm one of those guys, honestly. I feel like I, the voice I hear in like recordings <laughs> is so different than what I think I sound like. And I'm just I like, know. okay, well, I sound like a nerd or something yeah, like, like that. Like oh, no, I look sick in videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thing is like people like think that they like add 10 pounds every time they're on video tv adds 10 pounds luckily for me i've never been on tv <laughs> strictly youtube guy <laughs> Vinny has a really good podcast voice yeah yeah does he really yeah, yeah. why See, it just, it's just it's just crispy good. he has like a nice was, like crispy crisp. voice i don't know comes over nice and clear you get his yeah. little accent too raspy yeah. voice <laughs> thank you guys for coming on thank you for having us Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Rebel Talk. The Skane Rebels take a week break before ending their regular season at home next weekend against Oregon. Tune in next week for a preview of the series and more. Follow Rebel Report UNLV on social media for updates and see you guys next week. Oh yeah, dude. Hey, what's up? <laughs> he just tries really hard to have a raspy. What's up, babe? Love you guys. <laughs>